0: Afternoon Delight here on ESPN Pittsburgh. TC tweets, they were always going to restructure Cam's deal no matter if Ben comes back or not. Yeah, I agree. And I I disagree with the thought process. Because, again, the Steelers want to go for it every year. And, hey, I appreciate that. I do. The Steelers and the Penguins try and go for it every year. The Pirates never do. Except for when they maybe went out and got Chris Archer and that was a disaster. I, I appreciate the mindset of the Steelers. I really do. I just think you got to be honest about your current situation and you're in cap hell and you're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. So start trying to work on the next Super Bowl window while you've still got some really nice pieces, young pieces on the offensive and the defensive side of the football. Joining me now to discuss all things is our buddy Chris Carter of DK Pittsburgh Sports and the Locked on Steelers podcast, Chris. It's been a weekly question that I've asked you for about a month now, maybe since mid-January, about five, six weeks, maybe more than a month. But as we stand here today, Monday, February 22nd, year of our Lord 2021, how you feeling about Ben Roethlisberger? Are you still leaning towards he's coming back on a restructured deal? Or as these weeks go along and along, does it feel uh, really more and more like the Steelers could have a different quarterback other than seven under center come September? I still,
1: I mean, there's nothing that's really happened that's changed my mind other than the fact that we know that the salary cap's not going to be nearly the uh, the pit that, that people thought it was going to be. Yeah. And uh, with it being, and so, I mean, shoot, with the 180 million dollar floor, that was the lower projection that we were seeing on websites like overthecap.com. dot com. Now it's probably going to be higher than that. The Steelers may be in a very good position if it's if it's 185. That's the that's the model that we've been seeing on spotrack.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. That number right there, Wes. I mean, with this with this camera structure, they're under ten million of getting back to even. Hmm. And if Ben Roethlisberger redoes his deal, that could put them over the top and back to even. And they can still do that with Stephon its contract. They can look into extensions with Joe Hayden or Steven Nelson or David DeCastro, and, and those, and then also with T.J. Watt's contract because he he's on he's on his fifth year option with a ten million dollar deal. They could do a lot. I mean, they could get to the point where they're maybe even in the 20s of, of having this caps the 20 million range of having cap space or even more than that, if they get aggressive this year. Because um, remember, they don't have that problem in 2022. So anybody that they feel like is going to be an asset to them in, in two years, they can re- extend them right now. And the way that Steven Nelson's playing, the way that TJ Watt's playing, uh, the way that, you know, that it and Hay, you know, you, you look at these guys, I think that they, it's, it's a good bet that you can say, hey, keep most of these guys around, save yourself some money right now. And you may be in a position where you're not, you know, doing yourself for later, and you're giving yourself, you know, the cap space to make moves right now. Um, so mm-hmm. I, this continues to further to add up that Ben Roethlisberger is coming back, and they're going to have, you know, some some ability to you know keep the keep the team together and bring maybe bring a piece or two that could help them before the NFL draft even starts.
0: Chris, let me ask you this then. When when do the Steelers plan on paying the Piper? Right? Because as you and I know, all these restructures are great, but eventually, you know, eventually the the landlord, the debt collector comes knocking. We're seeing that this year with Ben where he's going to count 22 million dollars against the cap even if he retires, even if they cut him, right? Because they've restructured him so many times. We saw that with Antonio Brown's dead cap money hanging around even though he was in Oakland or wherever he was New England whatever he was doing is is there's going to be a time that th- that this rent comes due right and is that just they'll face that when they have to as long as they feel that they've still got ben right is, does this get back to the i think you and i talked about this you know the the monday after the the cleveland loss or maybe the next monday after some of that instant reaction and anger and disappointment and frustration had died down like, like, eventually, you need to clear this money, right? You're, you're gonna, you're good. Now, you restructured Cam. You're probably gonna restructure Ben. I'm with you on that. You're already on the hook for some dead money for Marquise Pouncey and Vance McDonald's retirements. Like, my worry, Chris, is that in the next era, right? So, whether it be this draft or next, whenever they finally do go and try and replace Ben Roethlisberger, they're gonna have so much freaking dead money on the cap around that young rookie who's got a really nice deal. They're not going to be able to build a good team on them because they're going to be paying so many guys still. Uh, that just That's my worry. It feels like a lot like what the Cowboys did where, man, they had Dak and they had Zeke on very team-friendly deals, but they couldn't put anything around them because they were still paying Tony Romo. They were still paying Des Bryant. They were still paying Jason Witten even though those guys weren't playing. I'm just worried about that happening to the Steelers and that they're not going to really contend this season and all that they're doing Actually, is pushing their next championship window further and further down the road.
1: Well, that might be a thing if the Steelers had several contracts like that, but they don't. I mean, to, be, to, to answer your initial question, you know, when do they pay the piper? This was the year that they paid the piper, and because uh, <laughs> the thing, the thing was, Wes, they have they, they've they've had it set up. In, whether or not people want to think it's a coincidence or they think it was inten- it was done with intent, they have so they have uh, according to SpotRack, next year they have about 150 million dollar cap space and I believe that includes Cam Hayward's new restructured deal for 150 million dollars in cap space next year. Like the guys that they're going to f- start filling that cap space with, they're not. It's not going to be dead money for Lamar Woodley. It's not going right. to be just, just you know Ben's money might play a factor into that, but I don't think it's going to be. So it's going to consume way too much the way that people think it is, hmm. um, and, and any money that they start investing in, it'll probably TJ, it'll probably Minka, it'll probably be you know if if they think David DeCastro can give them two more good years, or if Joe Hayden and Stephen Nelson, the guys that can play right now and might be able to play, you know, still give you good leadership in those in those seasons. And again, you look at twenty twenty two. If that's the that you want to go get your future quarterback, and maybe you have eight million dollars of cap space left over on Ben, that doesn't cripple your cap situation for the rest of that money that you got to spend. It's annoying, but you can you can work around that with how much cap space you have. And again, the Steelers got a lot of young dudes that they, that, that yeah. that'll be on their roster by that time. So this is not this if they did that, it's not as crippling as some people want to believe Now, I think what's where Steelers nation and a lot of fans are getting this from is because for years we've been saying this. I mean, literally Wes, we've been talking about this since 2011 (laughs) when they were doing this with the old Steelers. Uh, we say the old Steelers, gosh, we're old. Um, but like, you know what I mean? The Troy Polamalu, sure, crew, sure. James Harris, and Ryan Clark, yep. we were saying that about how they were keeping those guys around. But we also saw they, they were able to reload. There were two, two years where they missed the playoffs, and then they were back in action, and they were making the playoffs and won the division a lot and giving themselves chance, to chances to get to the Super Bowl. Now, they didn't get there, but that's a, that, 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 you know, we, we can talk about those individual chances. The whole bottom line right now, Wes, is I, I think this team has, still has a very good core, and it's still very young you know ben ben is the one piece that you're thinking like well that's the that's the thing that they don't have the franchise quarterback locked up for the next decade you know look around the league though west how many teams have have franchise quarterbacks that they're really happy with who were drafted by them that are still on their roster right now so many teams now have either guys they've traded for guys they've gotten in free agency yep. you know like and it's becoming more of a thing here i don't think it's it's this it's this gloom and doom that, that some people are saying that they, they won't even be able to compete when Ben's gone. Um, I think it's more of a, hey, they just got to plan and make sure that they take the right shot at quarterback to work around the kind of team they have. And the best way to do that West is to make sure that you have a, a very strong defense and that maybe if you can establish a ground game, around. Sure. Which, that's why I think this, this season West is the priority. You get a strong ground game, you keep that defense together. And whether or not Ben comes back this year or not, I think that sets yourself up for the future and, you know, maybe even gives you a competitive shot this year.
0: Always giving me plenty to ponder. It's our buddy Chris Carter from DK Pittsburgh Sports and the Locked On Steelers podcast with me here on the Afternoon Delight. All of our guests brought to you by the Fox Bet app. Make the call. Download the app today. Chris, <laughs> speaking of you mentioned TJ Watt in the contract there, are we going to get an extension for big number 90 this offseason?
1: I think it just makes sense. Get it now before he has he actually has a year where he's the worst defensive player of the year. Like like he, And he counts $10 million against the cap as is. You could talk to him and say, hey, we're going to sign you into a really big deal. We're just going to probably try to find a way to make sure that that deal involves lowering your cap hit this year. So that we can survive it and get into next year. Um, and you do that, that puts you in a situation where again, you're helping yourself clear things out for this year, and you know that TJ Watt has to be at the top of the food chain for this next coming these coming seasons where you're you're gonna be living off the defense and probably working with a young chief yes. quarterback yes. That, that you're gonna work. So you're okay with pushing his money down the line, right? Because you know that you're about to get the prime of his career. Yes. That's fine. Um, so I think one is coming. They're just working out other things that would set it set it up so that they can do that properly. I also think that it might that might also fall in line with the Ben Roethlisberger contract, where people were saying, "Oh, Kevin Colbert sounded like he didn't want Tim Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> around." No, he's just saying, "Wait, I don't know what my numbers are going to be, and there's no way I'm going to commit to any number that I, that's going to lock me in this year until I know what numbers we have here from the NFL for our salary cap." And I think the same thing's going to be with T.J. Watt. Because he's going to be like, look, if we don't need T.J. Watt to, to, reach, to, to, you know, to have to put so much money forward to next year, maybe we can stuff some of that money into this year and we can keep it here. And that way, that, you know, over the next few years, that saves us some extra salary cap space then. But I think it makes total sense. Just be patient and wait for, uh, wait for the NFL to say, hey, this is how much money you can spend next year. Then make your big moves.
0: One guy I do not envy right now certainly is Omar Khan. Chris, he has got oh, his hands full with all of this, I'm sure. Uh, buddy, he wanted to transition uh, just a little bit with you here before I uh, let you get out of here. I know one of the things you do every single Monday, the Locked On Steelers podcast, a little mock draft Monday. Um, and make sure you're checking that out on the podcast, folks. Join the Facebook group as well, too, if you want to join in on the Mock Draft Monday. Questions with uh, with Chris and the Locked On Steelers podcast let me ask you this first, Chris. Actually, um, more likely for the Steelers, you think, when the draft rolls around, that they will trade up or trade down?
1: Uh, it's much more likely that they're going to trade down. Um, trading up would take would, would take them losing some of the picks that they need to keep re- to replenish their, their depth chart.
0: Right. Um,
1: a lot of the things that they need to do this year, West, they do like you know we've and we're going to talk about this for months. But you know they need an offensive tackle, they need a center, and they need a, they need a primary running back who's going to tote the rock, as they say. Now, um, I think that they could get all that in the first three rounds, but I think that with when I, when I look at this and this is what I talk about on my mock draft Monday episode a bit is that. You look at the other teams that need first first round offensive tackles. There's at least fourteen teams that could that could that come into that conversation. At least ten of them probably picked before the Steelers. So you look at that. There's a very good chance that maybe four or five offensive tackles are off the board, and then you're like, okay, do we really want to draft a running back with the 24th overall pick? If you know, maybe, and maybe Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, one of those guys is worth that. Or we want to trade back, find us a, a, a possible suitor that gets us back into the early part of the second round. Hmm. Maybe in return we recoup a second or a third round pick, and now we have extra ammunition because then we can get that running back and an offensive tackle that would be worthy of the second round. And then you get your center in your third round, uh, or you, you know switch up that order how you however you want, and then you've addressed all three positions. Then you still got an extra pick left in the first three rounds, and there you can say, okay, that's where we go get. Uh, you know, maybe another edge rusher, maybe another linebacker, maybe a tight end. Uh, that's the kind of flexibility that you want. But when you trade up, you know, unless unless you see unless it's a, it's a very low price and you're getting the, the guy that you absolutely want to be part of your future right now. There's no reason to do that. And again, with the quarterback situation, I just want to remind people that just reaching up for any old quarterback every year is dangerous because it Field feel brought this up last week on Twitter. Uh, Wes, but there are zero quarterbacks who have been drafted in the first round between 2009 and 2016 who are still on the teams that drafted them. That's eight eight NFL drafts where first round quarterbacks didn't work out for a team. Yep. So there's no reason for the Steelers to sell out their future. They need to stick the best player available. They need to keep their eyes on on, on who can help them in the moment and. You know, if the year comes where everything else is is really lined up and you don't have too many weaknesses you think are too big, like this year's offensive line and running back, then you can say, all right, we feel comfortable trading up, but... I don't think this is that year,
0: Wes. Yeah, I also, to add on that, Chris, it's just, it's a rat race quarterback year, isn't it? Like, there's yeah. so many teams that are openly looking for, opining for a quarterback, whether it be on the trade market with guys like Stafford and Wentz and, you know, maybe Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, whether it be any of these, you know, we all know that Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall, but, oh, you got to trade up and get right. Zach Wilson, got to trade up and get Justin Fields, got to trade up and get Mac Jones, got to trade up and get, tra- <laughs> and get Trey Lance. I- I'm with you on that. I-, I think you and I, we've been a little off on some of these things today but i think we definitely agree like it's just not a great off season to need a quarterback in that regard you know what i mean like you're competing with a lot of people you're going to give up too much capital i'm with you on that one so i i, I agree too I, th- I just think it's much more likely that the steelers trade down but if they do just stand pat at 24 chris right uh mm-hmm. who are some guys because i know you're very tapped into this who are some guys you're thinking that could be a realistic op- uh option for the steelers there at, at the kobe pick if that's where they stay
1: the Kobe pick, wow! Oh,
0: you like that? I actually huh?
1: had I, I had not thought of that once, and
0: I'm very. Listen, you can use that. Myself. Just make sure you credit me, Wesley Euler, noted WVU Mountaineer graduate. I, I will say
1: TM every time. <laughs> I'll say TM Wesley Euler every time yeah. I use that phrase. Um, so the, there's 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 several guys that that could work for them now. Like you said, because there's such a need at quarterback, there might be four quarter. Well, there will be four quarterbacks yeah. who are drafted. Before the Steelers And that ha- that's so good y- for the
0: Steelers, I think, honestly. That's,
1: that's great for the Steelers. You're talking about four quarterbacks. Um, I'm looking at, at wide receiver at least three, maybe four. When you look at Jalen Waddle, Jamar yeah. Chase, Devontae Smith, and uh, LSU's T- T- Terrace Marshall. Studs. You, know, you may have two, two, two Alabamas and two LSUs off the board by the time the Steelers even pick um, you know, so again, that's four receivers, four quarterbacks, that's eight guys right there. And then I look at the offensive tackle with all the guys that are needed. But, excuse me. There's a chance that four or five of those guys. So now you're talking about 13 guys off the board. And then you're starting to look at, okay, what positions aren't being touched? And then, and then you can say, okay, where could the Steelers get a real steal in, in this draft by, by sitting at 24 and waiting some guy? you don't want a guard or a center. There's no guys there. So, so rule that out. Um, I wouldn't go interior defensive line, but that's where, again, running back may end up just being the most valuable thing there. Maybe though I doubt there'll be edge rushers do go. So I doubt that's there, but you know, if they get like a, a guy like Micah Parsons from Penn state, and I know he sat out the, mm. the last year, uh, to, you know, in opting out, but if you get a guy that just slips down your rankings, you might say, you know what, this guy's worth the shot. And again, I'm not saying that he will. I don't think that he will, but, Somebody is going to, with the need at quarterback, the need at of offensive tackle, and the, the super talented players at wide receiver and other positions, you're going to have a good chance at 24 to get your guy in this draft. So, um, if, if I'm looking at anybody, for those who are, who, are, who are desperately wanting the offensive line, and I think, and, and not that they're wrong doing so, the two guys that I say that are reasonable for the Steelers to get are Jalen Mayfield from Michigan hmm. and, Dylan, and Dylan Radins from North Dakota State. Uh, mayfield to me is the better finisher he's the guy that buries people he's a really good protector you last minute left tackle this year he's a starter get, get ready to roll he's going to be fun to have on your team Raiden's i think is also a very good guy i think he has more cleaning up to do but he is he is definitely a guy that you would be happy with in the first round after that you start looking at the running back position and you're saying okay I think this, this would be really good. The only time I would look at linebacker here is if the Steelers see any of the guys who, who they think are legit first-round talents and be off-ball linebackers, not pass rushers. They've got T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, West. they don't need to get after the quarterback in that way with another with first-round pick. But if they paired Devin Bush with another top-flight athletic dude who can take away the tight end oh, baby. and cover downfield and stuff the run – that would make their defense to me solidified because now, even if Devin Bush goes down, you have another guy to fill in for him, and together, you're not really. You don't, it's like the Buccaneers' defense. You didn't want to throw down the middle against those guys because they were gonna stuff the run, they were gonna give you a hard time with you know, with at the tight end position and throwing underneath. Um, and that would allow Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary to be much more aggressive behind those guys and along the boundaries, which could even further the, their turnover efforts. So mm. definitely keep an eye on those inside linebackers, at offensive tackle. Like I said, Raidens and Maple are my guys, and they're running back. The only two guys I'm looking at are Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. I really like Devontae Williams. I think that he's, he would be a great pick in the second round, but first round is just. Where I think that that would be that'd be a too high up for him, hit him there. But also, you know, again, I wouldn't overlook that that linebacker position. Um, if one of the cornerbacks fall to you, great. I just don't think they do because cornerback is such a it's such a wanted position across the NFL. Um, and there's no safety that I'm seeing jump off my board at twenty four. So that's that's why I'm sticking to offensive tackle, off ball linebacker, and um, and running back.
0: You know, Chris, the last time the Steelers used a first-round draft pick on a guy not on the defensive side of the football was Dave DeCastro all the way back in 2012. So, yeah, I don't think it should surprise any of us if they end up going defense at pick 24 here in a couple months. Uh, Chris, last one for you. All right, I got a, I got a life question for you. Okay, you ready for this? You know how I like Uh-oh. to put you on the spot sometimes. I'm scared, partner. Six days from now, I turn 30. All right, I turn 30 oh. over the weekend. This coming Sunday. What's one thing that I should do this week or over the weekend before I turn 30? Go.
1: (laughs) What's one thing you should do? Oh, man. First, you gotta play me in beer pong again. Uh, but <laughs> while, while you're in your twenties, I want to beat you in your prime. Because once you hit thirty, you're gonna be like, I'm then so I got an to excuse. <laughs> yeah, I gonna say all these excuses. So we gotta meet up, Wes Hewler, and we're going to play again so I can beat you in your twenties. Because I was, I believe, I was in my thirties when I beat you that last time. Too. So I'm, I'm still, I'm still going strong. So that's what you need to do. You need to. You're LeBron James. 20s. I mean,
0: playing your best basketball in your later stages <laughs> of your career.
1: I'm 36! <laughs> like, but 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 no nah, man live it up. Uh it was funny, my, my girlfriend, she just turned thirty last year and she and like we did like a whole procession of things to like get your twenties out. Yep. Uh, so uh yeah, so that was uh that was fun. But but yeah, man, live up live up some things, do some it's tough now because of COVID. Sure. But you know, I'm sure I'm sure you could do some things at home that you know, do some virtual things. I've had some more more than my share of virtual happy hours um, you know, to have, to have fun. So yeah, up, man. Get get your, get your enjoy the last year of
0: 29. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. You know, my wife and I were supposed to be in Europe and because of COVID we will not be, but wow. yeah, I'm still, I'm, you know, me, Chris, I'm still going to have a good time. Come hell or high water. I'm having myself a good time, baby.
1: <laughs> That's what I talk about right there. It <laughs> takes some shots with you while you, while you got the check.
0: Chris Carter, DK Pittsburgh sports and the locked on Steelers podcast. Listen to him, read his work. One of the best football minds in the city on Twitter at Carter critiques partner. Great stuff. As always really appreciate your time. Same here, Wes. There he is. Chris Carter, go Mountaineers. Oh, and then we drop him. That's right. Don't even let him get a retort in there. Like he's done to me a couple of times. That's called payback, baby. 412-919-1316 on Twitter at Wesley Euler on the other side. Monday, tears. Oh, yeah. It's the Afternoon Delight, presented by Duncan. Pittsburgh runs on Duncan on ESPN Pittsburgh.